Welcome to this week's Open View podcast, where you can hear this week's news on the wheat, malting barley, oilseed rape and pulses markets, and also find out their latest prices. Starting with wheat and this week's headlines, the market's unfazed by escalating war tensions. India's to import 8 to 9 million tonnes discounted wheat from Russia and the USDA lower Chinese and Canadian wheat production forecasts. Wheat prices eroded following the downward path of derivative markets as funds re-established their short position on the CBOT SRW wheat contract. Ironically, the recent price drop coincides with US SRW wheat now being the cheapest origin in the world on an FOB basis. Russian prices appear to be towing the Kremlin party line on their export floor price, which has allowed other origins to come more into line, particularly in the EU Black Sea, i.e. Romania and Bulgaria. Tensions in the Black Sea and Danube are escalating with fresh Russian attacks on port facilities in both regions, which has resulted in some limited retaliatory strikes by Ukraine. Recent exchanges have been met with indifference, with the market unable to sustain any upside momentum in the growing belief that the Danube is capable of exporting 4 million tonnes per month, which would clear the Ukrainian export surplus. Whether this is achievable logistically and at what cost and to whom remains to be seen. The game-changer would be if Ukraine disrupts the export flow from Russian Black Sea ports or via the Azov Sea, which the Kerch Bridge spans. India is considering importing 8 to 9 million tonnes of discounted Russian wheat, which was again ignored by the USDA in their report last week, which showed India as an exporter of 1 million tonnes. This would be approximately 20% of the Russian exportable surplus, which will not have been factored in. The USDA also left the Indian crop unchanged at 113.5 million tonnes, which is likely 10 million tonnes too high. The world is putting a lot of eggs in the Russian supply basket, which would necessitate an uninterrupted export flow. The USDA did at least acknowledge weather issues in China and Canada, reducing their wheat crops by 3 million tonnes and 2 million tonnes respectively, which will potentially be lowered further. Weather concerns remain in Argentina and Australia, with production prospects also lowered. On the flip side, the Ukrainian wheat crop was raised by 3.5 million tonnes, a 20% increase on last month, with yields of reportedly 8 tonnes per hectare, almost double the reported Russian yield. The EU crop is getting smaller with quality issues in Germany, Poland and France, all of whom are offering feed wheat cheaper than the UK in the harvest position. The UK harvest is advancing quickly, now the rain has abated, with early indications of variable quality and average yields, which will likely produce a crop of 14.2 to 14.5 million tonnes, basis the AHDB area, compared to 15.54 million tonnes last year. On to malting barley, the headlines, export premiums slip lower, maltster demand is lacking and quality issues still remain. A large percentage of the spring malting crop in certain regions of the UK is still to be cut. The fear being that already weathered barley will get more adverse weather exposure over the next few days. Most barley samples to date are still testing at 98% germination. However, split grains and fusarium are becoming more prevalent in samples as we progress through this week. Historically high premiums are coming under pressure on the continent as farmer selling hits the market. 
The news that Australia will now be able to ship barley to China has left the EU, mainly France, export figures looking vulnerable. Some would argue that extra demand is not needed as stocks still look very tight. Updated demand figures released this week would suggest a not-too-dissimilar number to last year, perhaps 50 to 100,000 tonnes less due to high energy prices and poor beer sales due to the dismal weather. The big question mark remains over the quality of the Scandinavian and German crop. Will the maltsters widen their intake specs and how much of the crop will be able to be used if they do? It's too early to tell. Domestic maltsters are getting full for the harvest position, closely followed by stores and ports. Premiums are still historically very high and should be taken advantage of. We'll know more about the EU and UK crop this time next week. On to oilseed rape, and the Matif rapeseed is down €50 Euros from last month's high. The US Midwest weather remains a focus, and crude oil's down on China's economic concerns. Matif rapeseed has fallen from highs of €500 Euros last month and has been back trading around the 450 mark. Wetter and cooler forecasts for the US Midwest in August help to alleviate concerns for the US soybean crop, which is weighed on the market. August is a critical month for soybeans as they reach their pod-setting phase, so traders will continue to monitor the weather closely. The most recent condition ratings for the US soybean crop improved more than analysts expected, with 59% of the crop rated as good to excellent, up from 54% last week, and above the average analyst estimate of 55%. Chicago soybeans traded down sharply on the news. Some support has come from crude oil, which has hit its highest since January 2023 last week. Crude oil has been supported by tightness in supply, owing to the OPEC plus production cuts, along with worries that tensions between Russia and Ukraine in the Black Sea region could threaten shipments of Russian oil. The market also keeps a close eye on global inflation and consumer data and what it could mean for future monetary policy. For example, this week crude oil is down on concerns over China's economy failing to match growth expectations, which could reduce oil demand and offset supply tightness. Finally, the grain and oilseed price indicators, starting with feed wheat for September at £173, November 175, feed barley for September 155, November 160, and oilseed rape for September 357 to 362, November 363 to 368. Thanks for listening. To find out more or to get our OpenView email, please speak to your regular Openfield contact or email us at communications at openfield.co.uk.